Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to Orange and Blue Blood, hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beer. Let's get to it, New York. So, Summer League is now over. For the Knicks, that the team finished two and three following a win over the Celtics on Friday, where 2022 second round pick Trevor Keels had his best performance as a Knicks, scoring 20 points on seven of 10 shooting. Charlie Brown at 27 in that game. Uh, and then they had a close loss to the Nuggets on Saturday, despite overcoming a 17 point deficit. QJ Peterson was a star in that one. He had 25 points in the game. 28 year old guard then went viral with his uh, journal, essentially a journal post he posted to Instagram about his time at Summer League. And it was very captivating. Obviously, I cannot read the whole thing here because it's very long, but I suggest everybody go out there and check it out if you just are interested in basketball or interested in uh, the the mindset of an athlete. Like, I think it's a really great read. Uh, but Peterson, you know, among other things, talked about how Tom Thibodeau uh, gave him personal advice following the end of the mini camp that he was invited to about what it took to make it to the NBA tip saying, I know you're a scorer, but I need you to focus on, you know, being a defender, you know, being a guy who's going to play with effort, play with hustle, play with energy. Like that's what you're going to need. If you're going to be a six point guard in the league. Um, he also was initially uh, told he probably wouldn't play much. And he had to make the decision about whether or not he should actually join the team, knowing that he probably wouldn't play much. And then again, another interesting Tibbs story. Apparently Tibbs, you know, after the second game, the Knicks lost told dice in front of the team, Hey, you guys are playing some of these older guys. Cause you know, we got to, try to win some games too here. It's not all about development. So we learned a lot, a little bit about Tibbs in this story. He said, uh, and QJ uh, talking about himself saying that he had essentially transitioned his game. A guy who's a, a big time scorer playing in college at VMI, uh, playing overseas in various different leagues, uh, changed himself from a scorer to more of an energy effort guy. And this is how he finished the post or one of the last paragraphs. I'll read this part. He said, I turned a lot of eyes with, different NBA teams that some league solely off my energy and effort and affecting the game in a positive way by just playing hard, showing your attitude, and being a great team, being a teammate and leader. Uh, he asked, no matter where you come from, no matter your height, whether you're a five-star athlete or a no-star athlete, always better yourself, always be ready so don't so you don't have to get ready and be a great teammate in person. Do all the little things because the little things matter. Find your why that makes you bigger than yourself to help you keep going when things get tough. Very inspirational words there from QJ Peterson. Before we get to like uh, this final thoughts on the summer league, what did you think of uh, QJ's story? Yeah, I mean it's interesting. You know, just the way we set up the rundown. You know, unintentionally, there's obviously there's a, a big contrast between QJ Peterson's comments and Fournier's comments. Yeah. Um, but part of that is again being a six foot undersized, uh, you know, shooting guard. Um, like Little Wayne said, either be good or be good at it. Um, and, and Fournier was, was good for, for a long time. Um, and it, it's difficult to kind of adjust your expectations. Whereas a guy like Duncan Robinson, a division, played division three, you know, not recruited high school. And it's, it's easier to kind of accept 
uh, the, the benched and demoted, whereas Fournier was a, you know, viewed himself as an all-star pick. level yeah. player, first round pick, um, you know, star of his national team, team that featured Bayern, Batum, and uh, a lot of other, you know, really, really talented players. Um, so it, it's difficult to, to kind of make that adjustment. Um, but as far as the, the, the QJ Peterson, yes, I, I can't recommend it highly enough. Read the full um, uh, the, the full you'll Google his name. It'll be out there. It's out there. Um, I wrote about it on in my newsletter on Monday, and I, I pasted the, the full text. Um, but uh, yeah, because the reason I thought it so interesting, it was kind of um, we rarely get kind of the be a peek behind the curtain, um, get to see kind of how the sausage is made in terms of um, you know the, these these uh, these guys on the fringes of NBA yeah. rosters and. I mean, that's why the Hard Knocks is, has been such a big hit. You know, it'll be interesting, obviously, with the Jets and Aaron Rodgers. And the big story is always, you know, when the, um, you know, when it's the Jets, the, the, the highlight is, you know, what will Aaron Rodgers say? Or, you know, when it's the uh, the, the Cowboys, it's you know, Dak Prescott. When my Lions were on last year, it's like what happens with Adrian Hutchinson. When it's actually Malcolm Rodriguez, a linebacker they drafted in the fifth round, that kind of was the the, the storyline that, that, drew, that drew people in. It's that guy that's the 53rd third man on the roster um whereas if he get if he makes the team he's a millionaire uh, and 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 his friends and family and everyone's proud of him and he has tickets to the game and if he's the last guy on the outside of that that practice squad looking in he has to work at a gas station for a couple of weeks and train you know it, those are the type of things you know it's like um and that's what sports is, is so beautiful about you know chichi rodriguez has a quote um a, a, a putt to win the masters isn't pressure a fifty dollar pot, have five dollars in your in your pocket at your local country club. That's pressure, you know. It's that, it's that type of thing, um, and that's why those stories are compelling. And Peterson kind of gave us a glimpse into what life is like. Again, he, even if he you know, likely is not going to get signed by the Knicks, maybe he gets a contract to, to come compete in camp. Um, but he he's a dude that averaged twenty seven six and three um, in in the CBA last year and and, and made pretty decent yep. bank. Um, and obviously the goal of these guys is to make it to the NBA um, because no matter how good you are in the CBA, um, the folks you went to high school with and all the girls you want to impress um, that you went to VMI, VMI with are not going to see you um, on national TV unless you make it to the big ones. Yeah, I agree. I think the, the you know, that was I think the part of it that, that's, that struck out to me, I agree, was kind of the inside baseball, so to speak, in terms of just like, we know the first round picks who are on these summer league teams. We know even the second year guys who are on the team. But these are twelve man rosters. Like, who the hell are some of these other guys? Now, I love college basketball, so like, I kind of know a lot of these guys. But like, I haven't seen them in years. You know, some of these guys maybe were in the NBA for a couple of years and then haven't been away. So, kind of figuring like QJ Peterson's situation. Like, I didn't know he was this good over in the CBA, uh, and that the Knicks had told him, hey, like. We know you can make a lot of money, like, you know, playing overseas. You can make six, you know, six figures playing overseas, maybe a million dollars. Like, if you don't want to do this, like, we understand. And, like, the fact that NBA teams have to, like, juxtapose that when putting guys on their roster. Like, is it even worth going after some of these guys who maybe have talent to fill just to fill out a summer league roster, knowing that they have much more lucrative options elsewhere? Um, the But I think what we've seen is QJ's attitude, which is, you know, he's a positive guy guy who wasn't going to allow uh you know the circumstances of perhaps not getting enough time and not being able to showcase his talents the way he thought not let that get 
in his head or not let that uh, make him become a bad teammate. In fact, it's probably the reason why he actually started getting playing time because, you know, apparently Tibbs really liked seeing how he was working hard in practice during defensive slide drills. Like, it, it, you know, it's very much – it almost felt like I was, like, what, re- reading the script for Hustle, you know, but the yeah. American version. Like, this is this is really what it felt like. So um, I was really happy QJ Peterson put this out there. I wonder how that Knicks feel about him putting this out there. This was, like, very, very, like – detailed like you know like Knicks are very close to the vest kind of group yes. so I kind of wonder how, how they feel about about this I was wondering that as well I mean ideally especially of all teams the Knicks don't want anything inside the, the locker room to leak um in any way shape or form they are the tightest most close to the best team you can you can possibly imagine other teams are willing yeah, and happy maybe, to besides the Patriots maybe they're the most in sports yep Yep, absolutely. Um, and it starts from the top down. Dolan has a policy which um, is very, uh, uh, you know, confrontational with the media um, and almost searching out ways to annoy and, and, and bother and make it difficult for the media to do their job. And listen, that's right. And what we can argue when we've talked about, does it benefit the team? No. Does it really hurt the team? Probably not. But it couldn't hurt right. to be a little more media savvy. Um you know, Bill Belichick, uh, you know, was celebrated for, you know, kind of, you know, his, his, the, the way he's handled things for, um, you know, for, for the better part of two decades. Now he does have uh, Tom Brady. Things are a little bit different. Um, yeah, it was all good when he, could tell, when he could tell stars to, to go scratch if they didn't want to play exactly like it is. Um, now he has Mac Jones. And did that, you know, did his, did that attitude cost them DeAndre Hopkins and, you know, how does how does these final few years how will reflect on Bill Belichick's career as a whole? Probably not all that much because his you know his legacy is cemented. Um, but all that being said, that that's kind of part of a lot of the conversation. But I thought of that as well. Like in my mind, did this this probably made it actually made it less likely he would make an NBA team for fear of even slightest bit of him should things go sideways if he's the 15th man and then they cut him. You know, does he bash the organization or just not even right. bash, but just be blunt about, you know, just brutally honest about his yeah. experiences. Um, teams do not want you to be honest. Um, right. you know, they want yeah. to, they, they, they train to guys control. to lie to the media. <laughs> literally, literally yeah. to control the narrative. Uh, there's there's classes that they force these guys to take. There you um, go. So, you know, but uh, again, you know, I, I, for, for a guy like uh, Peterson, probably didn't have that much to lose. Um, and, and luckily we benefited from it. Yeah, yeah. Again, I'm happy he did it. I get the feeling that he probably knew he didn't have much to lose, so he's like, "Why not do this?" And and now he's become, you know, uh, a name that people now will recognize. They'll remember for yeah. a little bit, you know. Like nobody's gonna forget. Yeah. People who read this story, they'll remember that guy. Oh yeah, right, that that Nick Summerlee player. So he probably did himself favors. Who knows? With like, yeah. you know, content creation is happening. How much you know that maybe he could benefit from starting doing this thing. Uh, I kind of now would love to see him like do a blog or whatever on like his like time in the cpa like what is that like i don't know what it's like playing in the chinese basketball association maybe he yep. could fill us in like you know he's one of the best best players over there so that would be interesting any final thoughts uh on on this Nick summer league as a as, as a whole again we got to see uh kills play a little better as it went on we, you know charlie brown continued to impress throughout any final thoughts as summer league wraps for the Knicks? Yeah, so uh, on the positive note, um, I, I thought Brown was obviously the, really impressive. Um, you know, finished 
Uh, Summer League played in four games throughout the fifth contest. Averaged 19.8 points, 6.3 boards, 2.3 threes, almost two blocks and two steals a game. Shot almost 50% floor, over 37% from downtown, 80% from the free throw line. Um, I was looking at the numbers earlier this week. Um, there were only two players in Vegas to average more than 19 points, more than six rebounds, and more than two threes per game. It was Charlie Brown and Jabari Smith. Um, so I, I thought there's no worthy. Um, as we've discussed, the Knicks have 14 players under contract currently, which is one short of the, the 15-player maximum. So I wouldn't be shocked if Charlie Brown earns his way on to the roster as kind of that 15th spot. Uh, obviously, the power forward, backup power forward spot is kind of the – position of need in terms of who the Knicks are going to bring in. But I wouldn't be shocked to see, you know, in a pinch if Brown could play some some four. Um, you know, we know that Obi Toppin basically stood in the corner um, and, and shot yeah. threes and was used as a cutter. Um, defensively, Brown's a 6'6 six, six wing, so he might have a tough time guarding power forward, but, but Obi wasn't a good defender either. Um, so, you know, we'll see how it, we'll see how it all plays out. Uh, that was the positive. Isaiah Roby kind of probably falls somewhere in the middle. Important to note, he was only two weeks removed from being cleared from a, a, a significant ankle injury. Didn't look great. Didn't didn't improve his chances of, you know, he probably w- would have obviously would have preferred to play better and kind of make a case uh, as the guy that enters camp as the odds on favorite to be the, the, yeah. the primary backup behind Randall. I don't think that's the case right now. But again, he'll have plenty of time in training camp, preseason games to kind of make his case. Um, Jalen Martin, the teenager they drafted out of uh, overtime elite, showed some flashes, showed his rawness. Um, uh, you know, p- overall played well. I think the Knicks are happy. Um, obviously, a name we'll keep an eye on um, and keep you guys updated. To, you know, we'll check in periodically during the G League season, see how he's playing. Um, and then probably the guy most people were interested in, kind of the most eyeballs on, Trevor Keels. Really no other way to put it other than, you know, as on a whole, played well in this game, but a whole disappointing. Um, yes. You know, remarkably inefficient. The Knicks experimented playing him at a point guard the first few games. That obviously didn't work. They shut him off the ball. Looked a little, obviously looked a little more comfortable, but, um, you know, finished up his time in Vegas, averaging, you know, basically 10-3-3, and um, 42% from the floor, 33% from downtown, um, you know, 40% from, from the free throw line. Didn't impress, didn't show that that pop um, is a bit of a tweener, doesn't fit in um, at either position. Um, really, the, the unfortunate take is it prop, the Knicks will probably cut ties with Keel rather than later might they you know keep them on two-way contract this season i suppose but i wouldn't be shocked if they go in a different direction um you know we mentioned the qj petersons and and the guy the other so many talented players on this planet guys in the cba or the spanish acb putting up big numbers against great competition um that the the competition for even those two-way spots are is getting more and more intense um we'll see how it plays out yeah on kills real quick that just it makes me wonder with him, like, one of these players are going to start reevaluating, you know, whether one and done makes sense for them. Like, like there's so many, there's such an influx of draftees every year now that are one-year guys, guys that they college in one year. And, you know, I, I sit there and I wonder, like, maybe these guys would have benefited playing another year or two in college. And I know sometimes there's a financial situation that's tied to why they want to go play pro, whether they get drafted or not. Sometimes that's my self-impressional career in Europe or wherever it's going to be. But with the NIL, and of course, Keel played at Duke, so he could have he could have you know cashed in a bunch a bunch on an NIL. Like he just looks like a guy to I me mean, that needed more time. 
like he was not this guy who was this top 10, top five recruit coming out of high school. He was a top 40 guy. Like he kind of surprised in terms of how well he adapted to college basketball quickly and how he was able to make an impact. But uh, I think he might have been better suited playing more years at Duke and, and maybe he would have been a much more ready player in the NBA. Like I feel like Kills entering the NBA this year and okay, he's having these struggles. You can live with it, but no, he's a year two player, but he's 20 years old. Like, I don't know how, if you're the Knicks, you can't wait forever for this guy to turn around, but who's to say he can't eventually turn around. But when you're a second round pick, the clock is ticking almost as soon as you get on the, onto a team, you got like a two or three year deal for a lot of these guys. So uh, with the Kills thing, I I just wonder if these guys are going to start thinking about maybe doing more time in college. I would just push back by saying, did Heels actually make the right decision by coming out early because he might have been exposed had he stuck around Maybe. for another years, you know? Like, yeah. Uh, he got drafted in the second round. A two-way contract pays you uh, just right over 500K based on uh, for the season, based on how many games you play for the NBA club. Um, you know, I'm sure he could have made some money for, for a, uh, um, uh, an NIL money had he starred for Duke, sophomore, junior. Um, but chances are he wouldn't have made that half a million, um, you know, coming out of the league. I don't know if he would have made it up. Um, you know, but he also took the not drafted. Then you're in trouble. Um, then you can play overseas. So, you know, it's interesting. It's And the NIL thing makes it a little bit more complicated. But, um, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's 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 uh, definitely an interesting thing to look at. But uh, Knicks finished two and three again. I think you know Brown and and Quan uh, Jeffrey who only played one game. I think those guys will have real shots at that uh, that final spot, and we'll see you know if Knicks end up adding anybody else. Uh, well, well, well actually, the, the fourteen include Daquan Jeffries and Isaiah Rose. Oh, Jeff Jeffries um, there, right? Yeah, right. yeah, so, they're yeah. partially there. But yeah, yeah. So Brown, so so, so Brown right now, we think probably has inside track. On that off, uh, but I guess we'll end up seeing. 